Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Hello, my name is John Laredo, and I'll be your host today on Tomorrow's Leader. Boy, wouldn't that be a fun way to open up an episode? <laughs> okay, let's get down to serious business. Um, welcome to the show. My name is John Laredo. I am thrilled to be here once again with you. I just got back from traveling again, and I do love traveling, but it is so great to get home. After a trip, I was in Philadelphia, love Philly. Um, and of course, come back with more stories, more leadership sh stuff to share with you. Um, and, and, um, by the way, uh, let me correct a story. I, I think I need to correct a story that I told you back a few episodes ago, because I was retelling it to somebody I was retelling a story about how Philadelphia airport has this really cool thing in, um, terminal five and they have the Pan Am hotel right outside Terminal 5, which is like instantly go back in time. It is unbelievable. And uh, I was telling a friend and another friend was there who was from Philly. He's like, but wait, Terminal 5? There's no Terminal 5 in Philly? What are you talking about? There's no numbers. I said, yeah, there is. There is. There's the Terminal 5. And then now here I am. I've gone in and out of Philly zillions of times. Uh, and, and I'm saying, yeah, you know, Terminal 5, you know, the one. And these, you go outside and there's a Pan Am Hotel and um, I realized after some thinking, I'm like, wait a sec, that wasn't, um, that was actually not Philly. That was not Philly. That was JFK. It's totally wrong airport. So sometimes it all blends together. You know, you travel a lot and then all of a sudden you just, you forget and every airport, some airports seem kind of like the same. Um, but then the other thing is, hey, you know what? It wasn't Pan Am Hotel. It was TWA Hotel. So what if I said, and I got to go back and track it down and listen, but somebody told me like, you got not only the airport wrong, you got the hotel wrong too. It's JFK airport, terminal five TWA. So if I told that wrong, maybe I retold it wrong, but if I told it wrong on the podcast, that's my, now I'm on record correcting it. It is JFK airport, terminal five TWA hotel awesome it's like stepping in a time machine fantastic fantastic experience anyways there we go on record having corrected my incorrect statement um okay so uh another airport just phenomenon i just don't understand this why does philadelphia airport the b terminal why do the gates go now it's going to b3 and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of running late for my flight. So thankfully I'm B3 and not B43. You know, so I get there and I'm like, okay, it starts at one, which is great. And I'm like, B1, B2, like, great, it's going to be B3. It's not, it's B4. I'm like, okay, I guess B3 will be maybe right after that. It's kind of weird. Sometimes you see that. No, the next one is not even what you think. You might think in this story that it goes to B5. It doesn't. It goes to B6, and then it goes to B3. 
Now, I sat there for a long time trying to figure out how does that happen? Like, how do they do they move the gates? Do they set it up in a way where they say, hey, you know what? I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like it was, you know, 10, 15 out of order, but it was enough. So I was thinking, okay, did I pass it? Uh, Did I miss it somehow? I did. I turned around and looked. I'm like, I didn't pass it. And sure enough, where B7 should be is where B3 is. So if you're traveling to Philly in the B gates, uh, look for B3 after B6. So that's my my two cents for you. Okay, so into the show. I was talking to a group yesterday about um, change. I've talked a lot about change recently, but I was talking to this group and I'm like, okay, this is this is a great podcast topic because I know leaders go through this, but everybody is a leader, a leader of life. You are a leader of your life. And leadership is all about change. It is all about influencing people, including yourself, to do things that you otherwise would not have done. It's disrupting the current path, which takes a few different things. One, it takes some kind of impetus. Something has to happen that causes you to make the decision to make a change. But most people think that that is the toughest part of change is making the decision. Now, I will say you cannot make change. You cannot change unless you make the decision. But here's what you have to realize. And if you understand this and realize this and anticipate it and expect it, it's much, much easier to get through change successfully and get through to the other side. Because I will tell you, Most of the time at the end of change is this incredible picture that is brighter and more enjoyable and more successful and smoother and less stressful than the one you're in right now. That's why you're embarking on change, whether you're leading an organization through it or whether you're leading yourself through it. But the tough thing is the decision to make the change and start the journey is tough but it's not nearly as tough as doing the things that you will have to do to go through change. And I'll give you an example. If I sit here and say, Hey, I am going on a diet. I am going, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the next four months. That's my commitment. I'm going to do it. I don't care. Now there's a difference between saying it and truly in your mind committing to it. Now, you know, the the difference. Okay. The difference would be, uh, if I'm, you know, on top of a building and I've got a parachute on and I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm going to jump off and, and I'm going to, uh, base jump off this building. It's one thing to say that. And even in your mind, say it with conviction versus actually deciding that you're going to do it and you're going to jump. Okay, totally different, right? Where you're physically going to do that. So I'm talking about the decision where you have made up your mind, you are going to do it. Great. But that's not enough because what you have to realize is it's kind of like this big bell curve. Picture this big curve with a, it's like a normal mountain. And as you're going up it, it goes from the easy part, which is making the decision and it starts to get hard and then it gets a little harder And it continues to get a little harder and then it gets to its hardest point. Now, what is making this hard and harder and hardest? Well, you've got different things that are happening. And I'll give you an example. I deal with lots of leaders. One of the very challenging things is as they are expanding their business, a critical thing 
for a leader to do to expand his or her organization is they have to give out responsibility. They have to delegate responsibility. They've got to give up control. They've got to bring people into the organization. They've got to put tasks, responsibility, decision-making into other people's hands. You cannot do that as a solopreneur and be the one-person operation. Otherwise, that's all you're going to be. You have to be able to delegate and, and develop other people and empower other people. But it's hard. If you're doing something and you're used to doing something and you figured out a way to do it really well, but you know you shouldn't be doing it because it's not using your talents and your skills the right way, so you're putting it in somebody else's hands, you have to assume there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, right? You have to know that you're going to hit frustration. You're going to hit, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be annoyed. You know, you may bring somebody in and there's like, now you got to, you're talking so much to this person and going over stuff over and over again. You're retraining them, training them, retraining them. You're fixing mistakes. You're just getting frustrated. They're getting frustrated. They're trying to learn it. It's confusing. There's all these kinds of things and, and what it's going to do, it's going to challenge you and push you and taunt you and tease you and try to push you into saying, you know what? I forget about it. Let me grab this back. Resist the urge. Okay. Resist the urge to go backwards. This is the biggest mistake I see people make. They, they hit into this hard stuff and yes, it will get harder and yes, it will get to the hardest point. And they get to those hard and harder points and they want to turn back because they just say, you know what? It was a lot easier to do this before I delegate. I go, let me just take this thing back and I'll do it myself. Forget it. And it's the biggest mistake leaders make. You have to keep going because I will tell you this, you're going to reach a point and it's the pinnacle, the hardest part. And then you know what happens? It doesn't get as hard. It's not as hard. And it's actually easier and easier. And it's less and less hard and less difficult and less obstacles and less frustration and less annoyances and less temptation to want to turn back because you now see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then you get to a point where you're like, all right, this is really working great. And then you get to the point where it's even better than you started and it keeps getting better and better and better. And again, I don't care what this is. If this is a journey about personal health, if it's a journey about relationships, it's a journey about building an organization, if it's a journey about developing a leader in your organization, whatever that case may be, it will be really hard, but you have to just keep going. Push the full full throttle, full force, full, full, full force ahead, and you will get through it. And I will promise you it will take less time than you probably thought when you start reaching these obstacles. And once you overcome that hardest point, it will start to get easier and easier and easier. And that journey down the hill, you know, down the, the back end of the hill where you're going downhill is a lot quicker and easier, of course, then going up it, going up, it's the toughest part. So just, you have to keep that in mind. And our brains are just trained to go back to what we know. We just, we, we our, our minds work that way. We just have to retrain our brain because our natural instinct, we have to think through new stuff. We don't have to think through the stuff we're already trained on. If I've got bad habits, I mean, my mind just goes right back to that. I just, my natural tendency is to keep doing the bad habit thing. I've got to think through the new habits. I've got to become consciously competent. You know, I, I went to a hotel this week and 
they gave me a a little key that was a little badge thing. It was a wrist. It was around my wrist. And then they said, hey, you can just use this to get into, you know, the doors and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, that's really key. That's really cool. I don't need my key, which I didn't. But I still carried my key with me. And I will tell you, I when you get on the elevator, you've got to swipe your key to hit your floor. I missed my floor, no exaggeration, at least three times on the elevator because I would forget I have this key on my wrist and I'd be fumbling around trying to pull the key out of my my pants or my suit jacket. And um, and I missed the floor. And it took me like two days to realize, wait a sec, I've got this thing on my wrist. How would I use it? <laughs> like it made my life a lot easier. But I just forgot. My tendency is to go back to the stuff, the old way of doing stuff. I know a key card. I know how to use that. Um, and that's what I'm used to. So, and why would they give me both? I don't know why they gave me both. They shouldn't have take out the option of going backwards. Um, that's there. They would have done a better job leading me if they didn't give me anything other than the wristband, right? Just take out the new, the old option, only give the new one. Then you're really going to help somebody accelerate through change. So great leadership lesson. Uh, in any event, I want to share that with you. Quick story, quick, quick little travel story, more travel stories to share, but I'm going to break them up into other episodes. So a uh, little bit of nuggets there on how to get through the pains of change. Just keep going. Trust me. There is a smooth, nice, comfortable road ahead. You just got to get through the rocky stuff. All right. If this was helpful, let me know. As always, like, share, subscribe, go down below, give a five-star review, all that kind of good stuff. And I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.